Hello and welcome back to Commodity Conversations by the team at Mercado, the podcast where we aim to keep you up to date with the latest trends, drivers and moves in livestock, grain and oilseed and fibre markets. I'm Olivia Agar, thanks for tuning in to episode 210. The wet year has really taken a toll on the condition of livestock and right now one of the main challenges is being able to transport them from A to B. But looking down the road, the amount of feed that will be available is a real positive for demand. Today, we're checking in with Andrew Hoskin from Hoskin Stock and Land in Tamworth to hear how the season is impacting supply of cattle, what he's expecting for this season's weaner sales in terms of supply and demand, and what insight we can take from the feeder cattle market. Before we get into it, though, here are the main things to know from this week. So the cattle market has continued to slide downwards with the Eastern Young Cattle Indicator currently at 1,005 cents per kilo carcass weight which is about 6% lower than it was at the end of September. The price of Australian 90CL grinding beef that's imported by the US has also continued to fall. Reports are that US buyers are quite nervous about recession and therefore the demand prospects in 2023, so they're taking a cautious approach to buying. Lamb and sheep prices also headed south this week, with the exception being light and heavy lambs, which were well supported. And as we heard in last week's episode from Ron, solid demand from the US lamb market is a driving factor there. Thanks for tuning into today's episode and happy Ag Day for all our listeners. Thanks for tuning in to Commodity Conversations. This week is brought to you by ProAdvice. ProAdvice offer tailored services to suit your accounting needs. They have a long history of working with farming families and they understand the day-to-day realities and challenges of farm life. Whether it be strategic and succession planning, improving your communication and decision making, or accounting services and business software solutions, ProAdvice will help your farm run more efficiently. Hop on their website or give them a call to find out more. Well, we're now coming into the um, the business end of the season in terms of cattle, and who else to talk? Who better to talk about it than our old mate Andrew Hoskin from? Hoskins Stock and Land up in Tamworth. And I know, Andrew, you say you're not a big fish in the in the cattle market, but you do have uh, terrific knowledge. Can you just give us a bit of an overview of how you see this um, extraordinary season we're having right now playing out on the supply of cattle that are coming through? And, and taking into account, Andrew, that we're, um, you know, we're looking forward to the wiener cattle sales that are on our doorstep now. I think uh, similar to our previous discussions, there's just so many differing things that are influencing uh, uh, both presently and over the last period of uh, um, 18 months or so. And uh, the weather more than anything is impacting upon everything. I know if you had your sales tomorrow, uh, we wouldn't be able to get into three quarters of the places that we'd send cattle to. Um, and that's had an impact from here right through to northern uh, Australia. Um, so it's uh, obviously going to have a knock-on effect to all the markets. Uh, when describing sort of the meat market and the feeder market to uh, to differing people, uh, you take into account a lot of those sorts of things, and uh, it's really caused significant impacts everywhere. Uh, That's a really good point, Andrew, and... Um... Talking about transport, I know that just on a, on a side issue, we were talking to Ron Rutledge last week about the Wagga lamb market, the record lamb numbers, and uh, there were still lambs stuck in Wagga 
that just couldn't get enough trucks. Trucks were, were you know, stranded all around the countryside and uh, and couldn't get in. Um, that that's going to be something that is pretty much out of our control. You know what happens with the weather, whether the, whether it dries up in time to get these stock off. What what's your take on the condition of the cattle? And I know we're talking about a really broad area here, Andrew. But how have the cattle done this year? I think those that uh, hopped into early weaners last year probably uh, haven't had their greatest ever result in that it's been so wet in many areas that the stock of uh, been a bit washed out, uh, taken a long while to get going. Uh, um, you know, the quality and the breeding still in them, but you probably haven't seen the weight gains for it to be all that attractive. Uh, and that's virtually every area. I think some of the major backgrounders that will have hopped in shoring up winter supply haven't had the greatest result. Uh, and then obviously the producers that... Uh, have hopped in just to uh, keep their stocking uh, and keep their cycles going. Uh, they haven't had the best year, um, but it's green. When we think back to two years, three years ago with the dry, uh, we're still blessed. Uh, it's difficult to deal with and it's hard to uh, manage, but it's a damn side better than trying to work your way through dust. No doubt about that. Um, and you mentioned how last year's calves have, have battled a little bit and and that happens with livestock because they do like the sun on their back they like feed and water but they love a bit of sun on their back what about the calves that are coming through this year andrew what are you what are you hearing and what are you seeing in terms of their status um we've kept um trading uh, on differing occasions with some of the volume uh, you've seen uh, probably because of the drought, I would think there's probably not as defined a calving period over a lot of areas. They're probably spread a little bit. And there's also the variation in the quality as uh, people have tried to restock. Your age-old top holders out of the Western District and South East South Australia are still going to be very good and very well bred. But uh, similar to all the lambs, I think all the livestock you hear washed out being a, a common... Uh, uh, description and uh, you know, they need warm weather on their back and feed in their tummy and away they go sort of thing and uh, that's going to impact upon all of the livestock. Yeah, that's right and um, I know um, down here where we are down south and it's, you know, we not only get wet down here, Andrew, we get cold as you know and um, livestock have struggled. Sheep have struggled a lot more than cattle, what we're hearing, that the cattle you know the feed that's been in front of them this year has been um, has been pretty good. Just talking about feed and cattle, um, this year we noted that um, you know a, a, an increasing proportion of the slaughter um, supply was coming out of feedlots. Um, but we also noted in Angus's article he ran last week, where he was talking about the numbers on feed, is that for the first time I think in consecutive months we've seen the numbers go backwards quite significantly. How do what do you make of that, and how do you think it might play out when they these these weaner calves and uh, and other background cattle start coming onto the market? Uh, so first, first and foremost, the biggest influence uh, on demand out of uh, that far south is the quality of the cattle and the markets that you can target with them, uh, and that hasn't changed. If anything, it's probably become more pronounced. You've seen some of the major feedlots that they've limited the cattle going into um, differing uh, um, 
breeds because of the markets that they can still shift stock into and do all right. Um, and that's obviously going to impact upon your wiener sales. Um, uh, there's, I don't think there'll be um, quite as strong a demand as last year, but at the same time, you've got food from one end to the other. And uh, as I say, where your cattle down there will suit a lot of those high-end markets, they're still going to find their own way. Uh, I know I've said each time we've sat on here, um, about breaking the market down into differing parts. But uh, it's really been quite significant. Uh, your grass market, your grain market, uh, your store and your slaughter market and uh, where they can aim and what you can do with them. And, uh, you know, I know uh, on numerous occasions throughout the last 12 months, not just once in a blue moon, your, your grass-specific cattle have been worth as much uh, or more than some of your shorter fed grain markets, um, which are just filling in the gap uh, on those. So like that in itself, I find very interesting where you might've seen grass with a nine or a 10 in front of it. And uh, a lot of ta times your generic hundred day might've still been in the eights and nines. Um, so that obviously has an impact. Those that market their cattle with say a, a differing breed, uh, there's markets there that they're ideally suited for that, uh, you know, you can do very well out of your cattle down there. Um, that longer fed market continues to be the one that can suck up uh, numbers and consequently uh, the feedlots and uh, uh, grass operators are still chasing those. If you've got a, a heavy black or a heavy short on a heavy Hereford uh, that slots into some of those markets, it's been quite attractive all the way through. Yes, and uh, we notice also that um, while the numbers of cattle on feed have contracted a bit, the capacity or the feedlot space is is still growing. There's more pens being put in. So, you know, I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic going forward. Can I just ask, just going again back to the wiener markets, and we do have a lot of um, cow-calf breeders who um you know, who set themselves up to supply these wiener markets, are we likely to, given the, the big rains that are around the countryside, and in some areas, Andrew, that will grow massive amounts of feed at some point, probably some is already growing now, but at some point it will grow. Will we, in these situations, based on what happens in the past, do you see new people come in and put a few cattle out, or is it just usually your, your tried and tested um, traders that, that buy these wieners? No, I think you'll find uh, um, there'll be uh, a, a variety of people that'll come and try uh, the South for the first time or uh, they'll be identifying new markets that uh, it's always changing every year. You might have uh, your core fellows that uh, that's part of their program, but uh, with the amount of food and the opportunity that will be there, um, I think you'll see people come down. They'll all be limited as to where and what they see the future being. Um, but food-wise, there's not enough mouths to eat all the feed uh, if the season continues the way it's going. Um, you know, there's crops that have been uh, uh, downgraded. There's uh, crops that uh, won't uh, get stripped. Uh, I'm, I'm still aware of sorghum paddocks that haven't come off last year. Um, in the worst extreme. So, like, obviously those people still need to utilise their country, try and drive something uh, through there to make a profit, and, uh, you know, there'll be the demand. 
I don't think the numbers of calves are going to be there that have been there in the past for most of the reasons we talked about last year. Um, and I think that's just a change in the industry. You've seen a lot of traders uh, look further afield and, uh, you know, they're doing cows, they're doing uh, cow and calf, they might be doing heifers into a trade market. Like uh, there's a lot of those parts have opened up uh, more so over the last uh, couple of years. And uh, that will, I still think it all goes well for your breeders of your cattle down there. They've got highly uh, well-bred cattle that uh, suit all those markets. So uh, the demand will be good there uh, and they'll sell as well as they can. So I'm talking to Andrew Hoskin today from Hoskin Stock and Land and, and Andrew's based in Tamworth. But as you're picking up from our conversation, Andrew, you're, you've got a broad breadth of knowledge. So if, if there were some farmers or some people with feed considering coming down or going to some of these wiener sales and, and purchasing some wieners, what would be your broad brush advice to, to how would you go about it? Uh, rain, hail or shine, uh, try and limit yourself to properly weaned cattle. Uh, plan ahead as to where you might spell and truck. Uh, have... Uh, uh, well-experienced carriers and uh, and well-bred cattle to deal with, and uh, after that, it looks after itself pretty well. Um, go through with uh, uh, we found that uh, ADE and Bavillus uh, uh, MHIBR well worth uh, uh, the cost, both in target markets at the other end, but also uh, when you get them home and you're looking to just protect your investment. I think that's. Uh, well worthwhile, even to the point those people with uh, heavy heavy weaners, if they're giving them uh, pre-sale inoculations uh, now, you'd consider putting uh, some of those into their mix. Uh, opens up more markets, uh, creates more opportunity. Yeah, look, it's good sound advice and, and a common sense approach is the way to go. Tell me, um, Andrew, you've, you know, you've seen a few weaners um, sales in your time, do you still get excited by the cattle coming through? Oh, the quality of your cattle down there. At the end of the day, we've all seen lots of stock and uh, I don't know that excited so much the word, but it's always good to see how they perform, how they're going, uh, what cattle suit the differing markets and uh, what might come across as a bit of knowledge or, or that. Uh, more often than not, it's just opening your eyes and having a look as you go through and uh, having an opinion on which areas might suit your cattle down there are very, very suitable for a wide number of markets. So that's where there's repeat buyers heading back down into that neck of the woods to buy numbers every year. Yes, and you make a good point, and having those cattle suitable to a wide range of markets just gives you that diversity. If one, one market's battling a bit, there's somebody else to step in. Andrew, as usual, you know, I'm still astounded every time I talk to you and uh, your, your breadth of knowledge of the cattle industry is fantastic. You're very generous with Mercado and Commodity Conversations, so thank you very much. Uh, all the best. And if I can, I think Liv and I would like to just have another chat if we get another two or three weeks down the track and uh, we get, get a bit more sun on the back of these cattle. Oh, thank you very much and uh, all the very best to your customers and your vendors down there and uh, uh, they do a wonderful job and uh, I'm certain they're going to have a good result. They just uh, start planning towards uh, 
making your cattle attractive to the buyers and uh, and the feedlotters uh, uh, so they can get some performance out of them in return again. 